Hi, I'm Dave Dufour. I'm John Schaup. I'm Marsha Fulmer, and we are Theater Geeks. Hello there. Welcome to Theater Geeks, the podcast about community theater and the performing arts. Today we are talking about diction and enunciation. And we've probably talked about this before, but uh, it's 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 extremely important that directors work with uh, actors on enunciation and diction, not just so that old people like me can understand them, but so that anybody can understand and right. follow story. It's, it's part, right, of the, right. part of the storyline, and it's also part of the, I don't know, professionalism of the performance, I think, maybe yeah. too. I, 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 well, I think people think diction applies only to the spoken word, which anywhere today in theater is uh, not true because so many of the spoken words are in reality sung. And it's like an actor will speak very distinctly, but when he starts putting notes with the words, it all turns to mush. Yeah, it just becomes about the vowel sound. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's also accents that can get in the way of enunciation right. and stuff too. So, so um, the, the problem is, is that once you're into a rehearsal period, like three to four weeks, people get kind of set. Isn't that, I mean, is it hard, hard to pull back on that and, and get, get the enunciation back after they've kind of established what they think is a, what an actor thinks is a character and, and, uh, and, and it works, but it just not hard to understand. I, I, I mean, I, that's part of it. Yeah. I mean, you, you get very comfortable with what you're, what you're hearing and what you're saying and, and you forget that, that there's a, there's a process there. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, don't you think that people kind of get comfortable? I guess so. So maybe it's, um, it, it lies to the director to make sure that no matter how comfortable they are getting, they are still being, able to be understood, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and, and the, the, the fact is that if you've been rehearsing a show night after night for several weeks, you get comfortable, you know what you're saying, the, the director who has been listening to it every night knows what you're saying, but you have to think about the audience. They're coming in one time only, right. and they're hearing it for the first time, and nine times out of ten, they can't understand what you're saying. Well, one, yeah, and so I was about to say what you just said, which is that the director gets comfortable, right. and the director because the director knows the script. So, you know, you hear things that you, you know, it's there. So you must, it, they must have said it well or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. Well, I mean, to, you, so you, it's good you to bring in to, other ears sometimes yeah. who haven't got familiarity that can say, you know, you got a problem. Right. Here. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, we still rely on the director. I think the director still has the ear and, and can hear. And, but I think a lot of times if, if an actor hears it over and over and over again from a director, you would think that the idea would be, oh, I keep hearing this. Maybe I should do something. And instead I think a lot of actors just go, you hear this, uh, what they hear is a mosquito. Yeah, really? Yeah. You know, right, it's right, like, right, right. Uh, they, they keep saying the same thing to me. Uh, obviously uh, uh, they, it goes in one ear and out the other sometimes. Well, you know, obviously I know that back in the day we used to do a lot of warm up theater games but it was mainly um physical yeah but there's and nothing wrong with wonder, no 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 but i yeah. wonder are there any uh, warm ups specifically for 
diction. Yeah, they're tongue twister yeah. types of things. Yeah. Well, I mean, I we have, have not heard too many of them around here. Uh, we don't we don't do them very often, but I think. When I do a, a show specifically with an accent, a lot of times I will work with the kids on diction exercises or the adults on diction exercises, at least in rehearsal. We may not have enough time before a show starts, maybe like in circle to do diction exercises. But, uh, I, you know, when I worked for the Shakespeare Festival in Indianapolis, we did diction exercise every night Yeah, uh, before we went I, on stage. I just, don't, I just think that is as equally important if not yeah. more important than physical exercises because uh you're probably not going to fall flat on your face on the stage but you may mumble or you may be so unintelligible that people sit there and go what did he say what did yeah. he say and it's you know diction it's, there's a lot of things that go along with diction you can have very good diction and crappy speed i mean you may be like speedy gonzalez you know it's right. like and and so your diction is great and if if a person's listening really really hard they'll be able to understand you but now you've got the problem of speed and so there's a lot of things that kind of go hand in hand there mm-hmm. um but I think what Marcia said is, is great is about fresh ears and always having fresh ears come in and and knowing that every time is the first for an audience member. Right. And maybe they're last. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can't understand what they're saying. Why should Why I ever should come I back again? On? Yeah, right. Uh, exactly. You know, we used to do a, an exercise at the Shakespeare Festival that uh, was, we did as a, just as a group, but it was, uh, it was, had every vowel and consonant sound. And I don't remember who taught it to us, but uh, we had to memorize it. And you're supposed to do it in one breath and I could never do it. It was also, it was also about breath control. And it went, um, well, not oh, one breath. Oh, no, no. To I'm going to try and do it. No, I didn't remember, but I'm trying to do it in one breath. It's not going to happen because I'm totally out of shape. <clears throat> well, maybe you should resurrect it. One hen, two ducks, three squawking geese, four limerick oysters, five corpulent porpoises, six pairs of Don Alvaro's tweezers, 7,000 Macedonians in full battle array. See, now I took a breath. Eight brass monkeys from the ancient sacred crypts of Egypt, nine apathetic diabetic, sympathetic old men on roller skates who have a marked propensity towards procrastination and sloth. 10 lyrical, spherical, diabolical denizens of the deep who all stalk around the crack in the corner of the quarry at the same time. Wow. And we had to, we had to memorize that. And then we all had to do that. And and by yeah. the end of the summer that year, I was able to do that in one breath without any, any problem and not, that- not rush. You're not supposed to rush. You're just supposed to say it like normal. And, and really what it does is it just gets your mouth working. And I think a lot of times yeah. actors forget, you know, they get so busy caught up. I got to get my costume on. I got to get my makeup on. I got to get my hair done. I got to do this, this, and this, that, that it is also it's a, acting as a physical thing. Yeah. You connect to the character in many different ways and, and physical warmups like stretches, getting your body ready just so that it can walk out on stage, which is really important in comedy because I don't think people, and that could a whole nother topic about how you use your body in comedy, but, um, but then your mouth and getting your brain functioning and getting your brain and your mouth to work together. And if it means an exercise like that, where you've memorized something and you really focus and you take your time and you run it. When I, when I do a play or a musical, even I run that exercise now every night before I walk on stage. Mm -hmm. That's my job. I think that's a great idea. And I think you ought to print it up and Pass it around and I, share. I, I do. T- I taught it to my youth theater kids that I, when we did um, the Canterville Ghost, right? And uh, and we had the British accent. So not only do you have to worry about 
diction, but now you have to worry about diction inside an accent, which can be a problem. And we can talk about that in a second, I guess, but it's just, and then we learned it. And the first person who was able to memorize it and recite it back to me, and I wasn't expecting them to do it in one breath, but then they got like a gift certificate to McDonald's. I think so, that's great. So we had a little contest. That's right. But uh, it was a great way so of warming up. And then you fatten them up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, uh, and then, but, but yeah, and then diction inside an accent can be an issue too. Right. Um, and we've, I've talked to, we actually have a show that we just closed and, uh, and I've had this conversation with the cast so I can, I don't feel uncomfortable sharing it, but it's a, a show called the great American trailer park musical. And so they're, they're singing, but they're singing with a Southern accent often. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that accent gets in the way of us being able to understand what they're saying because right. they want to go with the accent and they don't think about the fact that their diction is more important sometimes than the accent. And you, you have to get, you have to find a happy medium. Where is, where is the accent more important than right. the diction? Mm -hmm. where, you know, and, and it, it's easy in musicals to get caught in the vowel sounds. Yeah. It's just easy mm -hmm. because well, it's so my, much easier to sing a vowel sound than it is a consonant. Right. My, one of my favorite movies is singing in the rain and they have a whole song about that. Mm -hmm. That Moses supposes his toeses are roses. And that's not, that's not too difficult to do, but I, I really would urge people who want to improve their diction to listen to Hamilton because Every word of that is clear as a bell. And sometimes it is at breakneck speed and three or four people are singing at the same time and singing different things. And you can understand every one of them. And that's difficult, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it just shows you've got to uh, hit the C's and T's and D's and the consonants and focus on that. Even if you feel like you, it's exaggerated and, mm -hmm. you know, it's not pronouncing things right. correctly, but over exaggerate for a while until it becomes second nature. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've just recently sat in the theater and having seen the show before and sat there and went, what are they singing? I can't mm -hmm. understand a word. And I did have my hearing aids in. So it wasn't that. It was just unintelligible yeah, right. to me. I have, um, and that's very frustrating. Yeah. And as you say, it makes you wonder, well, if I can't understand this, why am I going to come back here and see another show? Right. What, what do you do? What do you do about the person who just can't, cannot hear what you're talking about? In other words, a uh, pronunciation of a word or the enunciation and they, and you'll say here, you have to say it this way, the, you know, try to help them with the enunciation. And immediately they say it the wrong way because they, they have some, they're tone deaf to the, to the way it, words sound. What happened to me one time and I, uh, I changed the word. I have to admit, I changed a word. We were really? doing, we were doing a show called Bo Jest mm -hmm. and oh. I could not get the, the, the female lead to say Milwaukee. I, she kept saying Milwaukee. And I said, no, Milwaukee, really? just put the accent on the wall. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. I said, so, and, and it got to a point where I had actually hounded her into a position that she was never going to get Milwaukee. 
And I said, how about we change that to the Chicago Repertory Theater? Because <laughs> it was supposed to be the Milwaukee Repertory Theater. Oh, okay. and I said, how about we just change that to Chicago Repertory right, Theater? Can yeah. you say Chicago Repertory Theater? Or, or no, I think we said Goodman. Can we just Goodman. change it to the Goodman? And she said, oh, I can say Goodman. I said, oh, let's just change it to the Goodman. Oh my God. And so we had to change the word really? because she could not say Milwaukee. And, well, I, and, becomes- I really, and as a director, I did the wrong thing. I didn't kind of relax and just let it go. I hounded her. Yeah. And it's, and, and she just never was able to, and she still to this day remembers that. Yeah. She, she, you know, and we laugh about it now, but Uh back then I did not find it fun. But but nobody, the the thing that kills me is nobody says Milwaukee. I mean, it's just not, she did. Well, (laughs) so don't say it all by, but but it means that she's never heard it. Well, she did hear it said she's, properly because John said it she's properly. Heard it but properly. sometimes people can't hear it. I mean, they but just they can't, can't hear yeah, the difference. Yeah, she can't hear the difference. Yeah. Oh, really? I think that's uh, I think truly there's some, some sort of a the difference. wow. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But I, I you know, w- w- uh, one thing that we used to do in rehearsals, and I still do every once in a while. Well, I I will ask them to over enunciate, and we'll spend the entire rehearsal just chewing words. You know, especially as a director, if I'm having a problem with enunciation um, during the rehearsal process, sometimes I'll just stop and say, you know what, tonight, uh, you know, we're off book. We're going to spend this whole night now just chewing our words. I want to hear every consonant. I, I want you to over enunciate every everything. And I, I know it's going to yeah. sound weird and I know it's going to be hard, but I need to start hearing the consonants. And if I don't hear the consonants, it's... <laughs> I don't know if I can say it on here, but I, 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 I equate it to, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say it. I equate oh. it. Well, maybe Dave can cut it. If I say it, it's, it's masturbation. Mm. You walk out on stage and you're doing it only for yourself. Ah. That it has nothing to do with the fact that you're trying to communicate <laughs> and allow the audience to understand what's going on. You're on stage as a performer to perform only for yourself. And so then you don't, if you don't care about your addiction, you don't care about your addiction yeah, because right. you're doing it just for yourself. Well, and it's never disappointing. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> but does that, I, I, you're cutting this, right? <laughs> but does, and maybe that's the wrong, but I, I, somebody equated it that way to me, I think at some point. And that's the reason why it's very self-indulgent. It's very self-indulgent. Right. Cause it's not fair to an audience at all. It's not fair to your other actors. Especially when it, it it moves the plot along or it outlines a character, you know, they miss all that if they cannot understand what you're saying and or singing. We've also, uh, if we don't have time or we don't have a whole evening to do an evening where they, that's what they do. And we focus on the diction and the enunciation. Sometimes I will take maybe 10 minutes if I know diction has been an issue and we'll go through monologues and I'll just say, let's do this monologue, this monologue, this monologue. And we'll just take the time and we'll do that again, just so they can start to feel their mouths moving. Cause I think sometimes actors want to be natural. It's, you know, you want to walk out on stage and the idea is for the, the audience to think that they're looking at a really natural person on stage, which yeah, we do want that. We don't, we don't want to go back to the old fashioned style of acting from the 1800s where, where, you know, but their diction was good. 
Because yeah. they didn't have microphones to rely on. Yeah. Right. I think microphones was, are yeah, such it was all a, about the diction then. Yeah. Exciting lines. That's microphones a, uh, are diction killers. They're diction killers because everybody thinks, oh, I have a microphone on. I don't have to I don't have to project and right. I don't have to have good diction because they'll understand what I'm saying. Oh, and guess what? You won't have any stage presence either. Well, yeah. And the thing is the microphone's only there as a support. So and I don't think people are trained enough to understand that the microphone is really just a support for right. good performance values. True. You still have to project. You still have to have good diction and enunciation. Yeah. And you still have to create a good character. The microphone right. can't help you make a character. No. You not know? Really. So, not really. So. Well, um, I know a lot of times if you're in like backstage and you hear strange noises coming from the dressing room. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or, I don't know. Deirdre does all kinds of things that I can't imitate, but it's like they're, they're warming up their mouths. Yeah. To, to be able to get the words out clearly and distinctly. Did, did you ever, do you, you ever t- have them do songs uh, or do, like go through the lyrics like at half speed and bring, bring it up to speed? I, the, the only reason I asked that is because I did, I did Harold Hill once in my life and I, I already, I, I knew the words to it because I'd kind of been, I'd, I'd listened to it a lot, but I slowed down and did that whole trouble patter Mm -hmm. at about a third speed, quite a number and over enunciated it and and then kind of brought it up to where it had to be. But that's not, that's, that's more, uh, actually that's like a rap in a sense, but it's, but when you do like song, can you do that? Can you go slow speed and make sure that they, that the enunciation is there before allowing them to go to. Well, I think that's part of the rehearsal process. I mean, you know, and it's part of it. We also, I don't think actors always do enough rehearsal outside of rehearsal. No. You know, we talk about that all the time is that, you know, your job doesn't end when you walk out the door and I, I, you know, we can't pay you. So I can't force you to go home and memorize your lines. I can't force you to go home and take the time to really work on this. But, but if, if you want the best show and quality you possibly can, you've got to spend time outside of rehearsal. Right. And that's, uh, yeah, I did that when I played uh, Coco in, in the Mikado. And, uh, you know, to sit in solemn wow. silence in a dull, dark dock in a pestilential prison with a lifelong lock, awaiting the sensation of a short, sharp shock from a cheap and chippy chopper on a big black block. And we... I had to, and that's a standard actually addiction and enunciation, tongue twister thing that a lot of people use even mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to this day. And it's, there's a reason for it. I mean, it's, and yes, you're exactly right, Dave, start out slow. You can't, you know, yeah. start out slow and get those letters, those consonants, the K's and the D's and the T's, get those moving. And if your tongue is, does it at the slower version, and then as you start to move the speed up, it should continue to be able to do it. Right. Uh, we were talking about um, uh, the mystery of Edwin Drood. And oh, one of my right. favorite uh, songs is uh, uh, um, Hey Penny, One Penny, Top Penny, Thrup Penny, Twelve to a Shilling, Twice That to a Florin, and Would You Not Fancy the f- Currency Florin to find the same face on both sides of the coin. Bob's your uncle from han- han- guineas, Hannies to Guineas to the two sided midge is the tool of, rule of exception. And Would You Not Feel Like the Fool of Deception to find the same face of both sides of the coin. I can't even do that song. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm excited. To, there's a local uh, uh, theater doing it this summer, a, a, a professional theater, and I'm really excited to see it because I love that song. I know. It's one of my favorite songs, but it's another great tongue twister. If yeah. you it, it is. There's one in Barnum, too, when he's yeah. listing all the things uh, yeah, that, yeah. that are in his museum. 
him. Um, so you do run into real tongue twisters, uh, you know, sometimes, but mainly it's just the regular lyrics or the regular dialogue and making it easily understood. That's to me, that would, should be the goal. Yes. And I think exercises are important. I do too. So now we're all going to reinstate vocal exercises. <laughs> vocal right? vocal exercises. Right. Go out and conquer with vocal exercises. Well, well, every director should have one. I Like uh, yeah. Jerry O'Boyle has one for British shows when he directs a British show. And I can't remember what it is, but um, not only does it help with the accent, but again, it helps with diction. It yeah. goes through a lot of vowel sounds, consonant yeah. sounds, and the changes that are made. So that, uh, and it's not a heavy British accent that he works on when he directs a show. It's a much lighter British accent, mm -hmm. but it goes through certain vowel changes that help the actors sound more British, even though they're not doing a full out British accent. But then it also works on the diction and, right. and he expects his cast to learn that. And if he looks at you and says, I need to hear it. Yeah. He expects you to be able to say it. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's, and it's a, it's a great technique just to always keep that in the back of your head so that you're always working towards that common goal, yeah. you know? And then, you know, of course we could talk about vowel changes and all that stuff and how everybody needs to be consistent then inside mm -hmm. the cast. Yeah. Too. Uh, and that's a hard one. And that that's diction coaching. Like when we did enchanted April, we had a British, couple who came in once a week and gave us diction coaching and uh -huh. enunciation coaching and, and dialect coaching. Yeah. And, and they were great and we had so much fun with them, you know, and, and we would sit in a circle for half an hour every once a week and it was only half an hour, Yeah, but that was really important. That's if enough. you can find that in your community, so, right. you know, find a community resource who's willing to come in and help. Yeah. I had a, we also have a community resource. Um, oh, now her name's going to escape me and I hate that, but she, uh, she is very good with accents and she is more than willing sometimes to come and help you. And your cast with that accents. Maybe the lady that came in and helped us with uh, cabin cabin fever. fever. With the Texas Why can't accent. I just can't think of her name right now? I can't either. But uh, she's uh, she's from South Bend and she's great. Judy, um, mm -hmm. yeah, Judy, and she's great with accents. So and, call Judy from South Bend. Yeah, call yeah. Judy. Okay. But but no, it's it, I think it's but she's a community resource, right? And yeah. there's nothing wrong with going into your community and saying, right. you know, I need your help. Can you come help me with this? It's a fresh set of ears, like Marsha said. Yep. Which is, yeah. and there, and then they also have the ability to help you create that, so that the audience understands what's going on. Right. Yeah, you know? because it's not fair to blame everything on the fact that you have to do an accent. Because I have heard some people that were speaking what was supposed to be regular American, <laughs> regular, <laughs> regular American, still could not understand yeah, them. It's but, uh, just a matter of shaping your vowels and hitting your consonants. And, and as a director from day one, yes. that's the other thing. Sometimes we get so caught up in, yeah. in asking people to move here or move there that the, we as directors forget that there's, it's a whole process. You know, there's more to acting than just moving people around on stage and then opening night. And I love blocking so much that... We all do. Love focusing on blocking. Oh, really? Yeah. You're such anything. a liar. <laughs> Everybody hates blocking. Yeah. Come on. We all know that. All right. Well, we, I hope we've given you some ideas regarding enunciation and that you will always enunciate well. And yeah, sometimes over your... enunciation, David, does sound silly on stage. Oh, okay. Well, but in rehearsal, it can yeah. be a necessary tool. But I, I think it's the thing. <laughs> 
Well, with that in mind, thank you very much. Oh, All right. Geez. <laughs> yeah, really. Hey, anyway, yes, please stop by our store. That's uh, at uh, theatergeeks.com forward slash store, where we sell hats, cups, mugs, and all kinds of fun stuff, including Marsha's favorite, which is what? Teddy bears. Teddy bears. Okay. I love teddy bears. And you like those beer steins, beer steins. too, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Well, I give them because I don't drink beer. No. But, um, That's a heck of a Pepsi you can put in there, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. But they they make great gifts if That's you have right. friends That's who right. drink beer, and I'm sure you all so, do. So go and check that out. And uh, thanks for joining us. That's all from us. I'm Dave Dufour. I'm John Schaup. I'm Marsha Fulmer. And we are Theater Geeks. Music for Theater Geeks was provided by MusicAlley.com. This has been a big fat podcast.